0: at Hollywood United Methodist Church. We are glad that you have joined us for this special baptism and communion service. We also welcome to the pulpit this morning, Dr. Larry High, Jr. Uh, Larry is a member of our Harmony Toluca Lake campus. He is an instructor in the communications department at Cal State San Bernardino. Prior to that, he was the senior communications officer for the Black AIDS Institute. And prior to that, he served as the chief communications officer for five different regional bodies of the United Methodist Church, including our own California Pacific Annual Conference. So we welcome uh, Larry to the pulpit this morning. Let us now join our hearts and our minds together with our summer choir as we sing together The Water God Gives. I'm so happy to meet you. Look at your little socks. They have crosses on them. them. They're baptismal socks. (laughs) Oliver brought his parents, Norman and Yulia Golightly, and we are simply glad to offer the sacrament of God's holy water, living water, this day. Family in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift to us, offered to us, without price. And who are we presenting officially for baptism?
1: This is Oliver Gabriel Golightly.
0: Oliver Gabriel Golightly. Okay, Oliver, I'm going to ask your folks some questions, okay? Yeah, I thought so. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? If so, say, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression, whatever forms they present themselves? I do. Do Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in God's grace, and promise to serve Jesus as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races?
2: I I do.
0: Will you nurture this child in Christ's holy church? that by your teaching and example, he may be guided to accept God's grace for himself, to profess his grace openly, his faith openly, and to lead a Christian life. If so, say, I will. I will. will. Let us pray. Holy God, pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of living water and he who receives it, to wash away his sin and clothe him in righteousness throughout his life that dying and being raised with Christ, he may share in his final victory. Amen. Okay. All right. Oh, look at this water, Oliver. Oliver, Gabriel, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit work within you, that being born of water in the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. All right, and now, your grandma sent something that your daddy's going to read. And you get to pick out a shell. Any shell you want to remember this day.
1: Oliver, your grandma, Anita, wanted to be here so much, but she's watching right now in Canada and sent a little prayer for you, which I'm gonna read now. See, you're so happy about that, okay. Dear God, bless this little boy, guide him with your light, fill his life with joy and love, and make his future bright. Nurture him and comfort him, protect him day and night, hold him close at heart and always in your sight, amen.
0: All right.
3: Please join us for a time of prayer. And loving God, we gather on this beautiful morning to praise you and to sing, to connect with one another. Few of us in this space, more of us out in the broader world, acknowledging our faith and lifting our prayers and our concerns to you. This morning we pray for your continued presence in our life. We ask that you guide us and continue to inspire us, that you continue to lead us towards meaning in our daily tasks. And that as we walk through this life, dear God, you grant us purpose in our life. A purpose that finds itself deeply connected to you. And your wish for us to be the best that we can be. And to build the beloved community. This morning, God, we offer our thanks for the many ways that you move in our world. Those seen and unseen. Through our own hands and the power of your Holy Spirit. You have blessed us with your light and we live in it. And the wonders of the world reveal themselves to us. And we are thankful. God, this morning we would not be truthful. We did not share with you our worries and our concerns. We are watching the rise of the Delta variant. Of the coronavirus. And its impact on so many people. Including many we know and love. We pray for all those who are ill. Dear God, may they recover and recover fully. We pray for all those who have died. May they ascend into your loving embrace, free from the worries and pain of this world. And with the acknowledge that life was too short, but a new life begins. We pray for all those who grieve. May they find comfort and solace in your presence. We continue to pray our prayer for our doctors and nurses and orderlies and all the frontline workers who are again overwhelmed in their hospitals. The surging that is happening is affecting patients who struggle with all forms of illness. And we pray that you will keep us vigilant and and keep us aware and mindful of our behaviors so that we can protect the most vulnerable amongst us. Dear God, we offer our deep gratitude for the unprecedented availability of vaccines in this country where they are plentiful and free. We pray that each person who is able to take advantage of this does. Do not allow us to put our own needs and concerns before those and instead choose sacrifice and compassion so that all can be safe. And God, we acknowledge what a privilege this is. We are mindful of those around the world who do not have the same access in countries to our south and to our west where people live in real fear and real struggle. We pray for change and that they will have what they need and be safe and be able to live healthy lives with their families. We lift up all those in our community and our congregation and amongst our neighbors who have been experiencing physical and mental illness, struggle, economic hardship, and stress. We know that your companionship on this journey is one thing that we can bring into our lives to help alleviate this, and we are grateful for you. And with our concerns, we also celebrate our joys and offer up our thanksgiving for this beautiful baptism of baby Oliver. May we be the church that walks beside him and his family on his journey of faith, always lifting up, always giving encouragement, always giving love, and whatever path his life may take. We pray for the continued healing and recovery of our beloveds, including Richard and Jeff, and for all those in need of prayer. And now I invite all of you to join me in a moment of silent prayer. God, you have heard and received these prayers, both those we said out loud and those that linger on our hearts. And we offer them to you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, who lived and died and rose again so that we all might be free. Amen. It's my pleasure also to share with you a few announcements of our life together and ministry here at our church. We have a couple of great things coming up next, or not next week, in a few weeks, on August 22nd from 12 to 2 p.m., We're going to be having our church picnic right here on campus in the back garden. Um, We encourage you to come and bring water and bring uh, your own lunch. And we will, of course, continue to be following careful protocols to be safe outside together. And we're really looking forward to seeing you there. I am excited and um, it's going to be a really fun time together. And on August 29th, we will be having a vaccine clinic here from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Um, We're very excited to be able to host this for our community. It is open to everyone. People do not even need to register. So if you have someone in your life who has not yet had a chance to be vaccinated, who might need a ride, might need a little extra push, a little loving words, bring them through. Or if you yourself have not been vaccinated, come on by. I'm going to be here. We're going to have a group of volunteers from our church. It's going to be an awesome afternoon. um, And we hope that you will join us. And lastly, of course, I want to invite you into the care and stewardship of our church. All the gifts and the offerings that you make for our church go out into the ministry of our community and this wonderful world that we're building together. We are in this work of building the beloved community as a congregation. And we're so grateful for the offerings of love that you make very easily available online. You can see it if you're on the chat in the link. Um, Give as generously as you are able. And we appreciate every gift. Thank you so much.
1: A reading from the Gospel of John. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you were looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Word of God, words of life. Thanks be to God.
4: Praise the Lord, my brothers and my sisters. This is the day that the Lord has made, and every day that God wakes us up, we should rejoice and be glad. It's another day for us to go forward and to be in mission and to be in ministry for Jesus, the risen Christ. It is truly a blessing to be here this morning as we explore lessons from the movie Soul. And Kirk has just lifted up the scripture in an amazing way. I want to zero in on verses 34 and verses 35 this morning. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. For just a few minutes, a few moments this morning, I want us to focus around the subject finding your spark. Finding your spark. Let us pray. God, we thank you for another day's journey. God, another day that you've allowed us to see. We thank you this day for being a God who continues to make the impossible possible in our lives. God, we thank you for allowing us to gather in this space once again to praise you. We thank you for these psalmists that have already announced your presence in this room. Now, Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, stop by this place and fall fresh upon me, your servant, one more time as I attempt to proclaim your word. Help me, O God, to sit down and help your word to stand up and to stand tall and to stand alone. Fall fresh upon me, God, as I proclaim your word. Less of me and more of thee is my prayer. God, you are awesome and you are amazing right here in this place called Hollywood United Methodist Church. God, you are awesome and you are amazing all over this wonderful city called Los Angeles. God, you are awesome and you are amazing on this day and for this we give you thanks. It's in your awesome, powerful, precious son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Finding Your Spark. Soul follows the story of a middle school teacher named Joe Gardner. He seeks to reunite his soul and his body after they are accidentally separated, just before his big break as the jazz musician. Soul is the first Pixar film to feature an African-American protagonist. The film stars the voices of Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Graham Norton, Rachel House, Alice Braga, Richard Iota, Phyllis Rashad, Donnell Rawlings, Quest Love, and Angela Bassett. Joe Gardner is a pianist and middle school teacher living in New York City who dreams of playing jazz professionally. His mother, Libba, voiced by the legendary Felicia Rashad, insists that he makes his teaching teaching job full-time, fearing for his financial security. One day, he gets his big break when he learns of an opening in the band of jazz legend Dorothea Williams, voiced by my favorite actress, the amazing Angela Bassett. Joe auditions at a music club and Dorothea is impressed with his piano playing and hires him for that night's show. As Joe heads off from the music club, Joe is giddy, he's excited, it distracts him and he falls down a manhole. Joe finds himself as a soul heading into the great beyond. Unwilling to die, he tries to escape but ends up in the great before where counselors who are all named Jerry prepare unborn souls for life with the help of mentor souls. Let's watch the trailer. Oh! What the. What is this place? What's your name, honey? Uh, I'm Joe. I teach middle school band. Howdy, go for it! Today started out as the best day of my life. Back here tonight, first shows at seven. Yes! Woohoo! You know what that's gonna say? Joe Gardner! <laughs> I did it, I got the gig! Must have been sudden for you.
2: Before. This is where new souls get their personalities, quirks, and interest before they go to Earth.
4: Meet 22. I don't want to go to
2: Earth! Stop fighting this! I don't wanna! Uh... <laughs> okay, look, I already know everything about Earth, and I don't want anything to do with it.
4: You're missing out on the joys of life, like, uh, pizza. I can't smell. We can't... we can't taste, either? All that stuff is in your body. No smell, no taste... Or touch. See? Okay, I get it. Wow, it's my life.
3: Is all this living really worth dying for? You're still alive? Can
4: you help me get back? No, way! There I am. What are we waiting for? Wait, not me! Ah! This weird. What is it? One hundred and fifty-one thousand souls go into the great beyond every day. And I count every single one of them. The counts off. Huh. Each soul has a badge that grants passage to Earth once it is completely filled out with personality traits. Mistaken for a mentor, Joe is assigned to train 22, and 22 is a cynical soul who has always lived in the great before and desires avoiding the earth. One of my favorite lines of 22 is, you can't crush a soul here. That's what life on earth is for. Discovering that Joe is in a coma at a hospital, 22 agrees to let him help find her spark to complete her badge and then give it to him so that he can return home. Joe and 22 do return to New York and the film then takes on a comic body swap element involving the wrong soul in the wrong body. Joe comes back as a cat. There is a lot that transpires with many twists and turns over the course of the movie and a lot of lessons that are to be learned. If you've not seen it, I encourage you to see it. In the end, as Joe prepares to enter the great beyond, a Jerry stops him and offers another chance at life in gratitude for finally inspiring 22 to live. Joe returns to his body on earth and starts the next day committed to enjoying his entire life. He and 22 found their spark. What is a spark? The online dictionary defines spark as a noun or as a verb, and when it's used as a noun, it can be a small, fiery particle thrown off from a fire, a light in ashes, or produced by striking together two hard surfaces such as stone or metal. It can also be a trace of a specified quality or intense feeling. When used as a verb, it means to emit sparks of fire or electricity or to ignite. This morning, my brothers and my sisters, I challenge you to find your spark. What is it that makes you come to life? Theologian Howard Thurman says, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it because what the world needs Is people who have come alive. What the world needs this day is people who have come alive. This morning we find ourselves in John's gospel. Jesus and the disciples are finding their spark. At the beginning of this chapter, Jesus miraculously feeds 5,000 with five barley loaves and two fish. When everyone was full, the text says they were satisfied. Jesus told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over so that nothing might be lost. They gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled 12 baskets full. Jesus' public approval skyrockets with people wondering whether he is, he is the prophet who is coming to the world while still others see an opportunity to enlist Jesus for some type of earthly campaign. Jesus, Jesus then withdraws from their coercion tactics. The disciples left to their own lights, they take the initiative and they push out to the scene. When evening came, the disciples got into the boat and they started across the sea. Jesus was not in the boat with them when the sea became rough with strong winds blowing. The disciples row about three to four miles out into the sea. They look up, they look up and here comes Jesus, Jesus walking to them on the sea. Jesus was walking to them on the water and the disciples were terrified. The people who followed in the boats asked, teacher, when did you get here? Jesus answers not their direct question, but the implication. Again, supernatural knowledge on Jesus' part is implied. He knows their true motivation for following him. The crowds respond to Jesus' statement about believing in the one whom whom God has sent by demanding a sign especially something like the manna given in the wilderness. Probably those who had not seen the multiplication of the bread had heard about it from those who had, and they wanted to see something familiar, something for their own eyes. There is a play on the physical versus the spiritual, the food which perishes versus the food which remains remains for eternal life. There is also the interplay between works and faith. The crowd asks Jesus. What must we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus replies, this is the work of God that you believe in the one he sent. Jesus shifts the emphasis from the work of men and women to the work of God. The initiative which God took in sending the Son into the world, the crowd still misunderstands the nature of the true bread from heaven. Lord, Give us this bread. If they conceive of it as something that Jesus himself gives them, they have still missed it because Jesus himself is the bread from heaven. The crowds that have gathered around Jesus are asking, Jesus, how do we find our spark? This morning, my brothers and my sisters, I challenge you to find your spark. What is it that makes you come to life? As we find our spark this morning, there are three things that I want us to briefly reflect upon. First, you have to identify your spark. You have to identify your spark. Second, you have to uplift others as you find your spark. You have to uplift others as you find your spark. And finally, you have to make sure you are anchored and you are grounded. As you find your spark, make sure you are anchored and you are grounded as you find your spark. You have to identify your spark. How do you find your particular spark? It's what makes you get up in the morning, put your pants on and, and get out the door. Maybe you're, you're motivated by a desire to nurture and, and care for those around you. Some of us want power or control. Some of us are motivated by praise from our colleagues or our boss. Some of us are just motivated simply by cold, hard cash. Deep inside each of us, though, there is something that drives us. We're designed to be driven, but we must find our authentic selves. Maslow says our drive as the desire for self-actualization and the realization of our full potential. So how do you find what motivates you? What would make us be our best and give it our all every day? Psychologists have determined it's about finding the meaning in our lives and embarking on a path where we're constantly improving and we're constantly growing as people. Soul acknowledges the anxiety many feel not knowing what your spark is and encourages us to just enjoy living for the little moments in life rather than obsessing over finding that dream job. Meg Timbrell, a content and social media executive, says to to ask yourselves the question, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my life? And remember that you're not defined by your career path you choose. Focus on your reasons for living, however simple they may be. You have to identify your spark. And after you identify your spark, you have to uplift others as you find your spark. You have to uplift others. The late Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm says that that service is the rent we pay for the privilege of living on this earth. Jesus' earthly ministry was all about uplifting and restoring people. In addition to the feeding of the five thousand that was lifted up this morning, Jesus raised the widow's son. He raised Lazarus from the dead. He healed a paralyzed man. He cast an unclean spirit from a man. He cured Peter's mother-in-law of a fever. He helped a leper. He healed the centurion's servant. He cured a woman with an issue of blood. He opened the eyes of two blind men. He loosened the tongue of a man who could not speak. He healed an invalid man at the pool of Bethesda. He restored a withered hand. He healed a woman of Canaan, and cured a deaf and mute man, just to name a few. Jesus was all about uplift and restoration. As you find your spark in this world, you've got to uplift others. The world is in need right now. The world is in need for the people who claim to follow Jesus, the the risen Christ, to, to get busy uplifting us from this chaos. The world is waiting on us to find realistic solutions to empower our brothers and sisters all around Los Angeles who are unhoused. As people of faith, we've got to be a part of the solution that creates affordable housing. As people of faith, we've got to challenge the places in which we do business to pay living wages. As you find your spark in this world, you've got to uplift others. As people of faith, we've got to not sit idly by. We've got to challenge all of the isms and phobias that continue to plague our society. We've got to enter our workplaces, our social circles, and some of our homes and and declare triumphantly, not this day. This is not going to happen this day in the name of Jesus. As people of faith, we must hold our elected officials accountable. We must continually remind them that they work for us. As people of faith, we must lead the charge in listening to others and elevating our dialogue beyond sound bites into meaningful conversations that lead to lasting change. That's what the God that we serve is calling us forth to do this day. You have to uplift others as you find your spark. As you uplift others, you've got to make sure that you are anchored and that you are grounded. You've got to make sure you're anchored and you're grounded as you, as you find your spark. As long as I live, I will never forget my 44th birthday. It was Thursday, March the 19th, 2020. It was the day our governor, Gavin Newsom, issued the, the stay-at-home order as this global pandemic began to explode. I know it's been hard to to find a spark in the past year and a half with life as we know it upended. In the United States, there have been more than 628,000 deaths from coronavirus. Around the world, there have been more than 4.2 million deaths from this disease. It's hard. It's hard to find your spark. Jobs have been lost, and some will never come back. People have lost loved ones. We've not been able to gather for joyous occasions like weddings and birthdays and anniversaries and family reunions. We've not been able to gather and mourn friends and family that have passed away during the pandemic. We've not been able to travel and move about. We've not been able to gather for worship. Some folks were already hanging on by a thread, by a string, and and the pandemic hastened their downward spiral. It's hard sometimes to find your spark. We've had to learn to, to work from home and homeschool kids. We've, we have further blurred the line between work-life balance and to further exacerbate an already horrible situation folks have, have politicized putting on a mask. Uh, folks we all know who, who barely passed high school biology are now scientists on social media telling us about vaccines and what we need to do. It's hard sometimes to find your spark. And now, just as we think life is about to, to get back to some semblance of normal, here comes the, the, the Delta variant. I tell folks all the time that, that I'm a product of the, the black church, and I'm, I, I consider myself, I always say, metho, bapto, katho. Uh, my mother is a lifelong Methodist and lifelong member of the church I grew up in in Marshall, Texas. My dad is a lifelong missionary Baptist. Baptist and he's a deacon in his church and uh, they've been married almost 50 years but they grew up in the town too. They never joined uh, the same church and so we say Easter Christmas speeches between uh, both churches and then they sent us to a Catholic elementary school uh, run by black nuns, the New Orleans based Sisters of the Holy Family. During this pandemic. I've had to, to lean into my faith. I've had to lean hard into that black church experience that tells me this too shall pass. I was blessed to have family elders into adulthood, great grandmothers, grandparents, and great aunt and, aunts and uncles. They were all people of, of deep faith who are now ancestors. During this pandemic, I've held tight to my faith and the the teaching of the ancestors. They instilled in me a faith that anchors and grounds my soul no matter what is going on around me. As you find your spark this morning, you've got to make sure that your soul is anchored and your soul is grounded. There are two songs that have, that have, have really been in my spirit for the past year and a half. The first is a gospel song sung by Douglas Miller called My, my Soul Has Been Anchored. And the lyrics are as such. Though, though the storms keep on raging in my life, and sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day, still that hope that lies within is reassured as I keep my eyes upon the distant shore. I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has prepared. But if the storms don't cease, and if the winds keep on blowing in my life, my soul, my soul has been anchored in the Lord. The other one, the the choir sang so beautifully for us earlier in the service, and it is my favorite hymn and, and one of my favorite songs. It is well with my soul. It says, when peace like a river attendeth my way. When sorrows like See below's role. Whatever my lot. Whatever my lot when things are are going great. Whatever my lot when things are are not going so great. What whatever my lot when the 401k and the stock market is good. What whatever my lot when the stock market crashes and and my money is funny and my change is strange. Whatever my lot when my health is good. Whatever my lot when the when the doctors say that there is nothing else that Uh, can, uh, can be done. Whatever my lot... Thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well, it is well this day with my soul. As you find your spark, you've got to make sure that your soul is as anchored and, and grounded. As you find your spark, anchor your soul with the with the God that had no servants, yet they, they called him master. As you find your spark, anchor your soul with the one who had no degree, yet they called him teacher. As you find your spark, anchor your soul with the one who had no medicines, yet they called him healer. As you find your spark this morning, anchor your soul with the one who had no army, yet kings feared him. He won no military battles, yet he conquered the world. Anchor your soul with the one who committed no crime, yet they they crucified him. He was buried in a tomb, yet he lives today. Anchor and ground your soul with the God who promised you will be with me in paradise. It's that God. It's that God this morning that will keep you, that will protect you, heal you, comfort you, strengthen you, and bless you. It's that God this morning that even in the midst of a global pandemic, it's that God whose whose track record speaks for itself. Make sure, make sure you're anchored and you're, you're grounded this day as you find your spark. This morning, my brothers and sisters, I challenge you to find your spark. What is it that makes you come to life? As you find your spark, you have to identify your spark. You have to uplift others as you find your spark. And you have to make sure that you are grounded. Make sure that you are grounded as you find your spark. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. My brothers and my sisters, just like Joe Gardner this morning, just like 22, just like the crowds that followed Jesus across the sea. You've got to find your spark. Don't ask. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs, what the world needs this morning is people who have come alive. My brothers and my sisters, I challenge you to come alive this day and to find your spark. In the name of God the Father, in the name of God the Son, and in the name of God's Holy Spirit this day, let the people of God say hallelujah, hallelujah, and amen.
0: It was on the night in which Jesus was betrayed that he gathered his disciples together in the upper room. And it was there that Jesus took bread and he gave thanks to God. And he broke the bread and he gave it to the disciples and said, take and eat all of you, for this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me.
3: And when all who had gathered had eaten their fill, he took the wine and he poured it out. And he offered it to each of them in turn, saying, take, drink. This is my blood, the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me.
0: Let us pray. Gracious God, pour out your spirit on these gifts of bread and wine. May they be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we might be your hands and feet in this broken and hurting world. For all of the ways in which you bless us, we give you thanks and praise in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And we pray now the prayer that your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is the body of Christ that is given for us. This is the blood of the new covenant that is given for us. Take and eat and be thankful.
3: Thanks again for joining us in worship and I want to offer special thanks to our special guest preacher, Dr. Larry High Jr. And our awesome chancel choir. Thank you so much. Under the direction of John West. As you go into this week, do not forget to look for that spark and let it guide you. And I just want to include in my benediction a couple of those key moments from Dr. Larry's sermon. Identify your spark. Uplift others as you find your spark and make sure indeed that your soul is anchored and the love, peace, and grace that God extends to each and every one of us. Know that you are the beloved child of God and inside you is all that we need to create the beloved community we are looking for. Go into the week with God's blessing, love, and the faith of this community in you. In God's name we pray, amen.